the Impact Church podcast. It's Thanksgiving Sunday, and uh, just want to encourage you to have a thankful attitude, a thankful posture, a thankful spirit. Cicero, he said, gratitude is not only the greatest of the virtues, but the parent of all others. It, it's the seedbed. It's the, it's the foundation. It's the rock that we can actually build a significant life on. Being thankful should be a way of life. Come on, I want to encourage you in Thanksgiving today. Come on, let's get into the Word. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. So uh, just because it's Thanksgiving, I thought I'd read a couple of knock-knock jokes. So, so you know how that works, right? Knock-knock. Knock-knock. Thank you. All right, knock-knock. Normally. Normally I don't eat so much. These are Thanksgiving knock-knocks. You can write these down and use them around the table and impress your family over the next few days. You ready? Knock-knock. Olive. I'll have more stuffing, too. We'd like a little more from the back row, please. Knock-knock. Tamara. You know, Tamara, we're going to be having turkey again. Tamara. That, was, that might have been a Newfie joke. I don't know. Tomorrow. I don't know. It's, it's horrible. Did I say that? Knock, knock. Yes. Esther. Yes. Esther, more cranberry sauce? How many would like several more of these? The front row has it. They keep going. Knock, knock. Yes. Feather. For the last time, would you pass me the turkey? But we've got three people happy up here. The rest, you just hold on. Knock, knock. Harry, hurry up, I'm starving over here. How we doing, Dolores, we okay? Yeah, oh, thank you. See, some people are excited, they just don't show it as much. Like Zach said, he was moved, who knew? You know, <laughs> I said, is that what, I always wondered what that looked like, that was awesome. I got one more, it looked like the same, it looked like the same Zach as all the time. It's hard to read Zach, it's just like, that's, that's all there is. Knock, knock. Mike, my kid's sister loves gravy. Uh, I think that was it, eh? That was, that was it. All right, we're going to get going. I wasn't sure if we were going to get our, our uh, internet working, so we weren't sure what was going on with my notes today. But here we are. The power of Thanksgiving. I want to talk to you a bit about the, the power of Thanksgiving. Romans chapter 1, verse 21 says, Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. They knew God. This is talking about society in general, people in general. Paul's grouping all people together. He's saying, everybody, there's a consciousness. There's a knowledge of God. And even though there's that there, they wouldn't worship him as God, and they wouldn't give him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. And as a result, as a result of not acknowledging him, as a result of not giving him thanks, it says, their minds became dark and confused. See, that's not something God does. That's something that happens in lives that don't acknowledge God. It's you become darkened and confused. Being unthankful is the cornerstone, the launching point for the, every other corrupting influence. I, I wrote that down, and then when I finished, I went, that's actually a really strong statement. You know, so that's just me, but being unthankful is the cornerstone, the launching point for every corrupting influence. Just not being thankful just ruins everything. And it's a, it's a seedbed of everything nasty, that, that unthankful, ungrateful spirit. It's where all ugliness just proceeds from. 
It's the seedbed of everything. Grumbling sustains offense. Now, I don't even know if the keyboard's on anymore. I'm not sure. Is it? I don't know. Is it still on? Does anybody know? Does it? No, it's not on. Sorry? Oh, that's true. Look at that. Thank you, Glad. Okay, right over here, there's a, there's a pedal. How many noticed that? Did you notice that? Well, let me do it again. That's called a sustained pedal. Thank you very much. That's your musical lesson for today. How many knew there's a sustained pedal on a keyboard? Three people. Good. But you know, when you grumble, it actually, it's grumbling is that nasty thing that it sustains offenses. When you grumble, you just, you keep going, reverberating in your life all the things that you're ungrateful for. You grumble about and do that. Philippians 2.14 says, do all things without complaining and disputing. See, when you let that disputing, complaining, the ungrateful attitude, it just begins to corrupt everything in your world. 1 Corinthians 10, 10 to 11. And don't grumble as some of them did when they were destroyed by the angel of death. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. It says, these things happen to them as examples for us. Now, this is new covenant word saying we can look at the old covenant. We can see some patterns. We can see some things. We can see some principles and things that we can draw out of the word. It was written as an example to us. They were written down to warn us who live at the end of the age. What he's saying is they grumbled and it didn't go well for them. Grumbling is not a good posture to live your life with. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 19. Rejoice always. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing in everything, not for everything. It's not like, praise God, I couldn't find a parking spot for church this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I had to park four blocks away. Thank you, Lord. No, you know, in everything you give thanks, because you know what? You could use a little bit of exercise like me, so hey. Are you folks feeling like you're in a strange place, don't know what to do? It's okay, just... just be yourself, it's okay. In everything, give thanks. Listen to this. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the Spirit. It's interesting that do not quench the Spirit is attached to that. See, the will of God for you is very simple. Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything, give thanks. I mean, be full of the joy of the Lord constantly. Live in an open communion with God. Fellowship with Him. Speak with Him. Interact with Him constantly. And in that, just have a, a heart of gratitude. That will sustain your life. That will keep the flow of the Spirit going in your life. That is the will of God for you. Amen. What's the will of God for me, pastor? There it is. There it is. Cicero, he lived in Rome between 106 and 43 BC. He said that gratitude is not only the greatest of the virtues, but it is a parent of all others. So gratitude is the parent. It's the source of every other virtue. Uh, what you appreciate appreciates what you don't appreciate depreciates. How many know appreciation? You know, how many know some people appreciate something and some people don't? 
And, and I appreciate that. And I put it in a place of prominence in my home because I, oh, I think that's so awesome. I want people to see that when they come to my home. Look at that. I appreciate it. I put it in a place of prominence. But you know what? You depreciate what you shove to the back of your garage. It gets covered with dust and all kinds of nonsense. But you know what? Thanksgiving is a, is a form of appreciation, and you should appreciate stuff. To appreciate is to be grateful for or thankful for or raise or increase its value. Some things you should appreciate. And you know what? You'll increase the value of that in your world if you show appreciation. If you are not grateful for your wife, shame on you. What a horrible thing to say. But you know what? You should appreciate your wife. You know, you should appreciate your spouse. You know, and what you appreciate, appreciates. What you appreciate, appreciates. You'll do that steady for the next six months. You'll find out, man, I got the most awesome wife in the world. And you and she hasn't changed, you have manifest appreciation. And your thanksgiving for that gift in your life will cause that to gain unbelievable value in your world because you just plain are going to be grateful. Hello? You grumble and complain, my marriage, my marriage, my marriage. My marriage is awesome. My marriage is fantastic. My wife's the very best. My wife cut all the... Uh, overgrowth and all that stuff in our backyard and cut down everything ready for the fall with a broken arm. She's the best. I just saw her cutting everything. I said, I think if I go shopping for another hour, she'll be done before I get home. So, because I appreciate her, I'll tell you. Your job. I hate my job. Oh, I can't believe I got to work tomorrow. <laughs> you know, thank God for your job. You know, if you really, really don't like your job, quit and go back to school, do something that you enjoy. But you know what? Appreciate your job, even if it's the most miserable. Find a way to be grateful for the provision of God in your life. Here's another one you should appreciate. You know, I don't appreciate my pastor. What? You should appreciate your pastor. You should appreciate your pastor more and more all the time. Appreciate your pastor. Try that for a month, and you'll find out how sweet I get in your eyes. You know? Just say, I'm so grateful for my pastor. But your kids, your job, anything in your world, I tell you, if you got something you think is driving you nuts, if you show some appreciation, you'd be amazed how that would completely change. Psalm 104 and 5, enter his gates with thanksgiving. You know how you approach God? You know how you come into You enter his gates with thanksgiving. You know when they built the tabernacle, the tabernacle of Moses, when they built that tabernacle, the gates that you came in to enter, they were called the gates of thanksgiving. And you know, when you're coming into the presence of God, you should say, thank you, Jesus. It's a wonderful thing to be grateful as you enter his praises. Enter his courts with praise. Be thankful to him. Be thankful to him. Express it to him. I am thankful to you and bless his name for the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and his truth endures to every generation. Psalm 69, 30. I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. God's really small in my life. I don't see much of him going on. I don't see God at work in my life at all. God, where are you? Well, he don't says here that if you praise him, you'll magnify him. If you give thanks to God, it's not that he gets bigger. He can't get bigger. He's so big, he fills everything in every way. We can never measure how wonderful God is. But you know what? As you begin to explore and give thanks for all that he is, it's amazing how you'll see God radically at work in your life. And you know what? Here's the power of thanksgiving. The power of God, the wonder of God, the glory of God, a revelation of God begins to manifest in your life. Can I get an amen? Tell you, this is a true story. You do this, it'll change your world. This is a life-changing sermon. Ephesians 5.19, sing and make music in your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God for everything. Woo! 
in everything, uh, you know, because I'm not happy about all things. Colossians 3, 17, and whatever you do in word or in deed, do it all in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So when should you give thanks? Absolutely all the time. Live in an absolute attitude of gratitude. As Zach said, thanks in the Greek is Eucharista. It's where we get the Eucharist. It's to give thanks. Jesus took the bread and he thanked God. Thank you, Father. Gratitude, expressions of grateful language. It's an expression of grateful language. It's expressed. Well, I'm thankful. I mean, thankfulness has to be expressed. It's an expression of grateful language to God as an act of worship, thankfulness, giving thanks, and thanksgiving. In the Hebrew, it's toda, which is to express. Again, it's an expression. Can you say expression? Well, that's not in my nature. Well, just honor the word of God. Do what it says. It'll change your world. It's an expression of visible thanks or adoration to God by extending the hands to God in reverence coupled with an offering of a sacrifice of praise. You know when it's a sacrifice of praise? When you don't feel like doing it. There's times you just say, ah, I bring a sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. Bring it, bring it, bring it, bring it, coupled with an offering, a sacrifice of praise through audible confessions of thanks. That's the word, that's the definition of that word. Both, both the Hebrew and the Greek are expressions, audible expressions of thanksgiving and praise to God. Sonia Libomberski, I can't pronounce her last name, but she's a professor of psychology, University of California. She wrote the book, The How to, of Happiness. It's a book of strategies backed by scientific research that can be used to increase happiness. Now, all of these professors, psychologists, if they'd have just read the Bible, they would have found out what this is all about. But anyways, this is what, they, what she found. She said, one characteristic of the happiest people is that they are comfortable expressing gratitude for all they have. Now, the Bible already says that, but I thought for you who need to know, there's a professor who actually agrees with the Bible. Praise the Lord. All right, Dr. Robert Emmons, he also said in an article, Thanks, How the New Science of Gratitude Can Make You Happier. He said, I soon discovered, in, in a study he did with all these people, he said, I soon discovered that gratitude is a deeper, more complex phenomenon, and it plays a crucial role or a critical role in, the, in human happiness. Gratitude is literally one of the few things that can measurably change people's lives. That's pretty amazing. Any of the Bible says that. It's good for you to give thanks. It's good for you to do this because if you want to change your world, giving thanks to God. You remember Paul and Silas wrapped up in chains in the bottom of a prison with rats crawling on their back? What are we going to do now? This is the best. I can't. We're serving Jesus. Look where we are. I can't. Believe. No, they started singing hymns and praising God. And everything shifts when you lift up God. I'm not thanking him for the mess I'm in. I'm thanking him. He's the God of everything. And, you know, when you praise the Lord, it changes your world. This guy, some, some psychiatrist, psychologist, he found out that we discovered that a person who expresses gratitude is able to cope more effectively with everyday stress. They may show increased resilience in the face of trauma-induced stress. They may recover more quickly from illness. Hello? How you doing? Well, let me rehearse my sicknesses to you. Thank God. Hallelujah. He's my healer. Thank God. The word of God says in little John 3, it says, Beloved, my desire above all things is that you be in health and that you prosper in every way even as your soul prospers. That's what you confess in a miserable season. You confess God. You give thanks that he is the God of your breakthrough. He's the God of my health. He sent his word and he... He sent his word and he... Amen. So show may effectively increase resilience in the face of trauma-induced stress. They recover more quickly from illness and benefit greater in their physical health. He also said, a practice of gratitude raises your happiness set point. 
Everybody's got a happiness set point. It says if you give thanks to God, you can, your set point of happiness can go higher. Amen. What's yours at? Who's at about a five? I don't know about five. Tell you, the last couple of weeks, I've been at about a three. I don't know. But I've been going, I got a call on Monday from my architect. Oh, the city just called. They'd like you to put in another firewall and a fire door right in the foyer. Like, we're moving out on Friday. They want us to put in another wall and a fire door. So I turned to my wife and I went, praise God. We thank you, Father that you are a blessing and that you will make this happen. Thank you that you've already provided for it before I even ask you. Thank you, Father. We rest in your loving ease. And then out of nowhere, Brad and Henry showed up and built the wall and put the door in. And all I did was praise. All I did was worship. All I did was, actually, I grumbled a bit. I was mad. I was so frustrated. I sent some emails and some texts. And I went, ah! But thank God, even in the midst of my frustration, Henry did show up, and Brad did show up, and Ben showed up, and people showed up, and everybody showed up. Wowzers. You know what I mean? What's wrong with you, Pastor? If God said he's taking you through, get a little more happiness going on. Look, apply the sermon to yourself. You know? It's easy to point fingers at everybody else, isn't it? I'm just saying some of my faults to make it feel easier for you to change. Just being honest. Your set point goes up. And so you can remain at a higher level of happiness regardless of outer circumstances. Dan Baker, what happy people know during active appreciation, the threatening message from your agmandala, the fear center of your brain, and the anxious instincts of your brain stem are cut off. So, you know, th these are scientists who studied anthropology. They studied man. They studied how we're made up. If you studied the word, you'd find out this was already true. See, because when you thank God, you shut off fear. When you give thanks to God, you literally, you, in your body, you metaphysically shut down your ability to be afraid. It is, it's like you close the door. Thank you, Jesus. When you do that, it says that your brain goes, it shuts the door on fear. Hey! Hey! Shut the door on fear. How do I do that? Thank you, Jesus! They want us to build a wall at another door. Thank you, Jesus, for the opportunity to, to do more. Jesus. I mean, man, you're, it's cut off suddenly and surely from the access to your brain's neocortex where they can fester, replicate themselves, and turn your stream of thoughts into a cold river of dread. <laughs> See, if you give thanks, you deliver yourself from the cold river of dread. Who's hearing me today? All right. Can I hear a thank you, Jesus? Boom. Did you see fear left the room right there? Bam. From a cold river of dread. In fact, it is a fact of neurology that the brain cannot be in a state of appreciation and a state of fear at the same time. <laughs> I got notes here on the front if you want to take them home. All right. Just because you want, you want to read them to your friends over Thanksgiving, amen? Because you know the power of Thanksgiving now. It's not just turkey and stuffing and a nap and a football game. Thank you, Jesus. You cannot live in a state of appreciation and fear at the same time. The two states may alternate, but they are mutually exclusive. So you, you don't step back and forth into it. Stay fixed in, in everything. Give thanks. Because if you'll stay in the everything give thanks realm, you're going to shut the door on fear and anxiety, and you're going to take the stress factor right down in your life. I walked away from the camera. They have no idea what to do. I've gone. I've left the screen. You know. 
I hate it that I have to preach in a stationary spot. Amen? How many liked it better when I could walk up and down the aisles and slap people? Yes. Glory to God. Amen. Knock, knock. No, sorry. All right, four things. You ready? Four things. Four things. Let me, let me go. Uh, I got to go back. Can I go back? How do you go back? Daniel chapter 6. Let me go back. What did I do? Thank you, Lord, for helping Pastor Carl. Give thanks right now. Hallelujah. All right. Oh. Thank you, Lord, for saving my PowerPoint. Thank you, Lord. Oh, there we go. I found a spot. Found a spot. Let's go, let's go back here. Let's go there. And let's go Dan Baker. Just rewind this and edit it, please. Daniel chapter 6, ready? All right. So when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went home and as to his upper room and with his windows open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees at that time, same time of day, three times a day, and he prayed and he gave thanks before his God as was his custom since his early days. Now what happened was these guys knew that they said, we want you, oh, wonderful king, you be God, you be praised alone, no other gods in our nation. And they were trying to trick Daniel and let nobody pray to any other God and let nobody worship any other God. And they knew that Daniel opened his window three times a day, publicly prayed to his God. So they knew they could trap Daniel and they could get this guy finally killed and off their back once and for all if they finally get this edict. So they were waiting until three times a day, everybody knew Daniel prayed. Daniel heard what was written. He heard that the worship of another God means you're dead. And Daniel, as was his custom, him. He didn't care what the rules changed. He opened his door and he said, praise Jesus. Well, he didn't say praise Jesus because it was old covenant stuff, but he said, praise Yahweh. So he stayed with it. He did it as was his custom. So from Daniel chapter six, I'm going to give you four observations really quick. Four, say four, four observations about Thanksgiving. Number one, Thanksgiving is expressive. He opened the doors and he expressed it. He did it. He opened it and everybody knew that he was grateful and he was thankful to his God. So he made a public expression. So if you're going to give thanks, a thanks that transforms your world, it's expressed, it's audible, it's powerful, it's visible and that will transform. If you don't have an expression, you got a heart problem. Express your thanks and praise to God. Open the windows of your heart. Open the windows of your soul and express thanks and gratitude to God. So thanksgiving is expressive. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So let your heart express your thanks to God. Number one, thanksgiving is expressive. Number two, thanksgiving engages his presence. It says he gave thanks before God. When Daniel was praying, it says he gave thanks before his God. He didn't give thanks somewhere in hopes of God. He knew that when I do this, I am engaging God. I am in the presence of God. I am engaging him. Psalms 95, two said, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. 92, one says, it is good to give thanks to the Lord. Know this, you are never alone. God is always with you. He never leaves you or forsakes you. Express your thanksgiving and know that you're doing it in the face of God, in the presence of God, with a very real God who loves you and is with you. You're giving him thanks. You're encountering him. You're interacting with him. Praise is expressive. Praise also and thanksgiving also. It engages his presence. Number three, thanksgiving fosters resilience. It says he did this again as was his custom. See, he did this. He didn't just start doing it. It wasn't that day he decided I'm going to pray. 
It wasn't that day that he decided, now I'm going to pray three times a day. Now I'm going to change my whole discipline. Now I'm going to show everybody how much I love God. See, he didn't do that now. He didn't have a hard thing. He didn't have some obstacle, and therefore he decided I'm going to do something. He did it every day of his life. He'd been doing it ever since he was a child. This was something that was built into his life, giving thanks to God publicly, expressively, in his presence was a living, breathing habit. It was a custom. It was something he did all the time. Make it a habit. Make it constant. He did it three times a day. I love it when I'm in the Middle East, and you know what? You know when it's time for prayer, because all of a sudden, and everybody gets called, and you know, all the men, they come from everywhere, and they go to a mosque. You know, they have to have mosques everywhere, because a mosque has to be a walk away for any man. A man has to be able, when he hears the cry, go. And I'm standing there watching this, and they are so devout, and they go to that place and pray. I I live on a street where there's church bells. You know, I love it because I can hear the church bells and, and at, at lunchtime, the bells play a hymn. I think it's amazing. But you know what the church bells were? The church bells were rang to call the Christians to prayer, to call the Christians and believers to acknowledge God. And see, you should regularly, in the morning, in the noontime, in the evening, you should regularly take times where you engage him, you give him thanks, you give him praise, and it would totally shift and change every aspect of your life. It's expressive, it's in his presence, and it's something that will foster resilience in your life when hardship comes and difficulty comes, and the city says, build another wall and a fire door. You say, praise God, I am equal to this and all other things. Number four, Thanksgiving wins the day. It says, in, when he was praying, he said, and his dominion shall endure to the end. You know, I got to remind myself often, I don't know about you, but of the increase of his government and peace, there's going to be no end. You know, sometimes people, you listen to people grumble and complain, and you're like, oh my goodness, God, get us out of this mess. But you know what? God is at work in this mess to transform this mess. And you see, I believe that he said, I am God, and here's what I say. As surely as I live, the earth will be filled with my glory. And see, when you read that and you study it, even in Isaiah when it says, the glory of the Lord shall be revealed and all flesh will see it together, that's before the return of Jesus. That means that it's got to get better and better and better and more wonderful and more wonderful. But when you have that, you know that his dominion, his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, but his kingdom is going to expand and fill this earth as the water covers the sea. So that gives me resilience. I praise God. I love that in the sign out here, we didn't put it there, but they put it there, you know, as they went out the door, it says the earth is full of his glory. The earth is full of his glory, and that's what we believe, and that's what we long for. His dominion shall endure to the end. The one who offers thanksgiving and his sacrifice glorifies me. The one who orders his way rightly, I will show him salvation and the victory of God. So you're going to see the victory of God. You're going to see results in your life when you give thanks. That word salvation, show him salvation, that word means deliverance, salvation, rescue, safety, welfare, prosperity, and victory. When you praise God, those benefits, Benefits, all the benefits of our salvation are manifest when we give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. His loving kindness will never, ever fail. Daily he loads us with benefits. Father, we give you thanks, and we give you praise in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. There it is. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Amen. 